Hebrews 8. Now, the point in what we're saying is this. We have such a high priest, one who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, a minister in the holy places, in the true tent that the Lord set up, not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. Thus, it is necessary for this priest also to have something to offer. Now, if he were on earth, he would not be a priest at all, since there are priests who offer gifts according to the law. They serve a copy and shadow of the heavenly things. For when Moses was about to erect the tent, he was instructed by God, saying, See that you make everything according to the pattern that was shown you on the mountain. But as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is as much more excellent than the old as the covenant he mediates is better, since it is enacted on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion to look for a second. For he finds fault with them when he says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, for they did not continue in my covenant. And so I showed no concern for them, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. For I will be merciful toward their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. In speaking of a new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete, and what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. End of reading. Okay, so we're picking up here in the middle of the book of Hebrews. But this really is, I think, the central point of the book of Hebrews. The, the old to the new covenant, the old priesthood to the new high priest, Jesus. Um, and, and even here you see the, the issues with what was going on in the old covenant. Uh, that It says in verse 7, If that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion to look for a second. If the covenant made with Moses on Mount Sinai and the people of Israel, or I should say through Moses, not with Moses, through Moses, between God and the people of Israel, if that covenant was had no issues or there were no shortcomings in that covenant, then there would no there would be no occasion to look for a second or a new covenant. And what is the fault of that old one? It says, verse 9, The covenant I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which, you know, if you read the story, even in those days when they were being brought out of Egypt, they were still complaining or doubting or even thinking, oh no, did Moses bring us out here to, to, to kill us all, to get us slaughtered? So even, even in that old one, on the day where they were being brought out, or the days really where they were being brought out, they were still doubting. And of course, we know about 
the wilderness wanderings and all that. And here's the other one. They did not continue in my covenant. So there was an issue there of even though God brought them out and, uh, you know, showed them the path. They still did not continue in that covenant. So there, there was that issue there. And so onto the new covenant, verse 10. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts. So instead of the law being some external thing that uh, these people that the, the most of the people did not continue in. Here, it'll be something that's just inescapable. It'll be in their very the very fiber of their being. I will put my laws into their minds. I will write them on their hearts, not on not on an external tablet of stone, but on their very their very beings, their very hearts. They shall be I will be their God. They shall be my people. And it says here they shall all know me. You won't even it says you won't even have to to teach someone like your neighbor, or your brother saying you should you should know the Lord. <laughs> it says they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest. So. Here we have the, the the comparison of the lesser to the greater. Uh, it's not like the old covenant was was sinful or evil. It's or you know Jesus does this too, where he talks about Moses or he talks about Abraham, and he's not saying he's against them, or that it's like Jesus Jesus hates Moses or he hates Abraham, but it's a continuation and it's a progression. It's going from the lesser, a shadow of the things to come, to the to the greater. Uh, verse five. They serve a copy. The, they is referring to the the Levite priesthood. They serve a copy and shadow of the heavenly things. So that's that's really what's going on here. It's saying Jesus is the ultimate, and he's what it was all pointing to in the first place. The, the priesthood, the tabernacle, all that stuff was a shadow, a copy of the, of the true heavenly thing, which is that, verse 1, we have such a high priest, one who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, a minister in the holy places, in the true tent that the Lord set up, not man. And uh, verse 12, I will be merciful toward their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. So grow with the growth that's from God.